Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we are going to Disneyland. Not really, but we are going to watch and talk about Jungle Cruise, Disney's latest attempt at turning one of their rides into a live-action film. And I actually had a lot of fun with this movie. It's ridiculous and probably shouldn't work, but... You know, thanks to The Rock and Emily Blunt and just a whole bunch of fun stuff that happens in this movie, uh, I, I had a blast. And joining me to talk about it is Chauncey Talese from L.A. Podfidential. We've been trying to get Chauncey on the podcast for a while now, and we have a great conversation lined up here. So before we get to that, I do want to remind you, as always, to make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. And also over on Good Pods, which we've been kind of trying to promote lately. I don't know if anyone's listening on Good Pods, but if you are, let me know. I'd love to know that you are. Uh, you can also follow us on social media at PiecingPod. Join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. Check out our Patreon, the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I post bonus content and advanced content. I got stuff from Piecing It Together, from Awesome Movie Year, from my music career. It's patreon.com slash Rosen. I will actually be posting another conversation I had with Chauncey uh, on M. Night Shyamalan's Old on there uh, tomorrow. And then that will eventually hit the main Piecing It Together show feed when that movie hits VOD. But if you want to check it out now, it will be on the Patreon. So yeah, that about does it for the whole pre-show spiel. I feel like I'm uh, the guy that tells you all the rules before you get on a ride at Disney or something like that. But anyway, let's get to the conversation about Jungle Cruise. All right, so we are going to talk about Disney's Jungle Cruise today. And with me is Chauncey Talese from LA Providential. Chauncey, how's it going? It is fantastic. I'm glad we finally got to do this. I know. We've been trying to get you on the show for a while now. And I don't know, this is such a ridiculous movie, but I had so much fun with it. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of fun talking about it. Mm -hmm. Well, it is your first time on the show. So uh, why don't you tell our listeners a little about you and your podcast and what you do? Well, I'm an NFL writer for LAFBnetwork.com. I cover the Los Angeles Rams, and my podcast centers around the Rams, the Chargers. We also talk superhero news, Dodgers, Lakers, 
and movie trailers and whatever is going on in pop culture. It's a whole, it's basically a grab bag of really fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, you you, you guys do uh, quite quite a lot of different stuff, but all centered around entertaining things, it seems exactly. like. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, this movie is an entertaining thing, that's for sure. I mean, I, I didn't know going into this whether I was going to like it, to be honest. Like, I, I certainly got the, you know, classic old school adventure vibes that I knew that was the plan and what they were going for. And I, I like that. And I, I like the stars. I love, you know, who doesn't like The Rock at least a little bit and Emily <laughs> Blunt. But it just seemed like such a thin premise to make a movie about. But were, were you looking forward to this? I kind of was. I'm like, you know what? It looks like the, it looks like they're trying to do The Mummy. Uh, except mm-hmm. on a boat, and you know, because Emily Blunt needs the rock. He's the he's like a rogue, and he's got and he also knows how to like find stuff. And I figured yep. they would try to do a lot of some of the elements in the ride, which kind of make it in there at the beginning, and they just like don't really worry about it anymore. But mm-hmm. I thought it was like it was going to be a serviceable fun time, and it was. Are you a fan of the ride? I am. I am. Like it was. It used to be one of my favorites to go on at Disneyland. Um, there was always a super long wait, so you have to get there early. And if you yeah, had the right, sure. if you had the right tour guide, the the jokes worked. <laughs> I'd love to do it with with the Rock as as the tour guide. That would be uh, he'd be very good at it. I, I wonder how much they could charge for that. <laughs> oh, I think he'd do it for free if they're just promoting yeah. the movie. He'd totally right, do it for, for free. sure. Yeah, I, I'm down. I'll, I'll fight the uh, insane crowds for that. That sounds like fun. Uh, but yeah, let, let's start getting into some puzzle pieces. We'll get into what worked and didn't work and uh, just some of the fun stuff about this movie along the way. Uh, but what do you got for your first piece? So I already mentioned my first piece is The Mummy. Like from the first sure. trailer, I'm like, oh, okay, they're doing The Mummy. She's got a brother. She's a plucky uh, but underappreciated um you know, scientists, in the case of the mummy, Rachel Weiss, I believe, is the museum curator, but same deal. No one takes her mm-hmm. seriously because it's um, early 1900s and she's a woman. Sure. And then she's got she's got a, a very British, very um, flamboyant brother, much like in The Mummy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then she meets The Rock, who's, you know, a, more of a rogue, a very tough guy, kind of um, scraping, scraping by by the seat of his pants. Um, yep. Where, like Rick O'Connell is kind of like an Indiana Jones. The Rock is a little bit less than that. He's uh, before you get into the movie, he's kind of a crumb bum. He has a bootleg uh, jungle cruise operation. He's kind of he try, just tries to squeak by. He's got Paul Giamatti chasing after him. There's a lot of chases in the beginning, which the mummy sure. does a lot. And then you get into the supernatural element, which also dovetails the, with my other puzzle piece on it. But we'll get to that later. And then. Sure. Of course, the ba- uh, ba- uh, they're all trying to go after a treasure. That in this case, it's a uh, it's a flower that can cure diseases. Yeah, which that that seems to be something. Some like version of that seems to be uh, the MacGuffin for like so many of these kinds of adventure movies. It's always mm-hmm. about finding that eternal life or unlimited power item somewhere deep in the wilderness. That's the MacGuffin for Anaconda Blood Orchid too. Like uh, the Anaconda. Tale. Yes. Which they didn't even yeah. need because they barely they didn't even have a MacGuffin in the first one. It just well, we're filming a documentary and there's an anaconda, but that That's element right. was there too. I'm like, oh, there's a tree. Just it's like, oh, oh, anaconda too, just like that. Yep, it's true. It's true. Well, you know what? Speaking of which, my first puzzle piece, anaconda. Um, I, you know, I think mm-hmm. I think just to kind of like piggyback right off the mummy because if you put these two movies together, you know, obviously all the things you were just talking about with the mummy, the the specific uh character archetypes that that uh, the rock and emily blunt are are kind of slipping into and of course the big over-the-top villains you know our main one played by jesse plemons yeah. but then also paul giamatti kind of as a fun one but 
especially Jesse Plemons, just going big and over the top. And he's so much fun to watch. Uh, Just like I'm drawing a blank on the the actor's name right now, but the guy who plays, you know, the mummy and and the mummy, um, he's so much fun to watch. Arnold Bothler. Yes, there you go. All these characters, they are such classic adventure movie characters. And I, I feel like Anaconda is one of those movies that, Maybe not everybody enjoyed quite as much as, I mean, everyone loved The Mummy at the time, it feels like, but Mm -hmm. Anaconda, maybe not everybody, but I think the people who got it and got the kind of movie it was trying to be, just this, like, fun adventure that's kind of like a theme park ride and kind of just really plays into the silliness of what this kind of movie can be. Uh, All the double crossing action adventure on a boat action adventure outside of the boat and the river that it's going up action adventure. Every time they dock the boat, you know, just all around, all around those things and just using its environment for like thrills and just a fun ride the whole time. Uh, But both of these movies, I think are the main uh, foundational puzzle pieces here. Although, of course, like we've already kind of in describing these movies, maybe spoke to a couple other puzzle pieces along the way, but I'm sure we'll get to those as we go. Um, that's true. Uh, Anaconda is a good call because if you even want to go further, Jesse Plemons also doing a an odd accent, much like John Voight's doing. I think is he trying to be? He's trying to be from like Paraguay. In the, in no, no one knows where he's trying to be from. That that's like the big secret of that Paraguay movie. Or Uruguay. I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jesse Plemons' German is a lot better. Like, I understand that, yes, he's he's a German, but it's still a yeah, very silly yeah. accent. Mm-hmm. And a very just yeah. strange... He's a very strange villain, too. Yeah, I'm also not sure if uh, Prince Joachim... I don't know if that's a, uh, a German name, is I, it? Like... I was wondering about that. I'm like, are there any Jakims? I've never heard of a Jakim. Like I'm, it doesn't I, seem like it. I give them credit. I mean, they could have got that lazy and then like a Wilhelm or something like that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, very strange performance, but uh, he is just so much fun to watch. Him and Giamatti are on that list of people that make everything they're in at least five percent better. No matter Absolutely, what. I guaranteed. Yeah, I totally agree with that, and uh, that might come up in one of my uh, upcoming puzzle pieces. But let, let's go back to you, though. What do you got for your next piece? Um, this next one is also kind of obvious because of the Disney of all the pirates. It wants to be Pirates of the Caribbean in a lot of ways, too. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the action. I was kind of watching it because uh, it's very much, I'm like, oh, this is definitely the type of movie um, Ted Elliott and uh, Elliot and Rossi would have written. Because I'm like, there's a lot of uh, mm-hmm. Mask of Zorro elements uh, and a lot of Pirates elements, too. Just in the way the action yeah. is staged. Very just like kind of ramshackle, try to figure it out as we go, but also very elaborate. Or at least tries to be elaborate. You know, like sure. on Pirates, they like would be fighting like while walk, running on a spinning wheel, or in Zoro, mm-hmm. just kind of running while on like scaffolding and trying to and swinging off of things. And they do that a lot in the very beginning, at least when trying to get on the boat. Um, yeah. Kind of less so once they're in the jungle, but that element's still there. Especially, oh, actually, you know what? At the end, too, when they're trying, when they're all fighting on the, uh, the sacred tree, a lot of like sure. jumping on levels at different levels of branches, a lot of um, Rube Goldbergian type of elements, too. So I'm like, yeah. Oh, and then of course you have um the uh, the undead element or the cursed undead element. Sure. Um, yeah, I would say all of all of these cursed characters, like the mm-hmm. bee guy, uh, yes. you know, that totally reminded me of of uh, like the squid faces and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, definitely, it, it's taking its cues from that. I feel like exactly. Except that that my uh, my complaint though was like Verbinski is able to like really squeeze the weird out of it. 
and mm-hmm. they kind of like I kind of wish they picked a villain more more than anything because like sure. the, the bee stuff was fun, but like they didn't go further enough with it. Or even with Jesse Plemons talking to the bee, they could have gone further with it. Like Verbinski sure. definitely would have like oh, uh, had that go on longer. <laughs> and yeah, I, yeah, you know, I get like um. What's the name of the director? Um, Cole Sarah. I'm not sure how, yeah. how you pronounce that. Yeah, Cole Sarah. Like he's really good at doing like B movie stuff. Obviously, like the Shallows yeah. and um, the Train. All those Liam Neeson movies. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think he has that Verbinski level of like uh, just being weird. Yeah. I went into this actually thinking it was Gore Verbinski. For some reason, I thought that he directed this, and no. I didn't realize it until the credits came up. Like, oh wait, this wasn't. I him. knew it was. Um, uh, and it was the Shallows guy. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Good for him because um, he's also doing Black Adam with the Rock. So I'm like, oh, it must have gone well. Yeah. Like, the, if the Rock wants to bring you along to his next project, which is how he got the job. For sure. Right. Right. Um, no, get, absolutely. But I wish they had just let the weird, the um, the supernatural stuff be a little bit more fun too. Mm-hmm. But I, you know that, but I still saw that a lot of the pirates in it. They w- definitely needed a Jack Sparrow too, like the Rock. Like they didn't, they needed like that wild card element, which is what makes the sure. pirates things work, is because the, there's all the chaos. There wasn't a lot of chaos. Yeah, I I could see that, and and I feel like. I, I feel like they tried to spread that chaos around mm-hmm. maybe a little bit too much where the rock never quite got to do that much, you know, really over the topness the way that a Jack Sparrow would and, and neither did Emily Blunt, uh, th- neither did her, her brother's character, uh, McGregor, uh, J- Jack Whitehall. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody really ever got to go there. Um, it's a little bit more grounded overall, even though there are so much like crazy fantastical elements. Exactly, and I kind of—it's kind of a weird performance of the Rock because he's done this the last few movies where he's like afraid to, like he just wants to. It just seems like he just wants to be liked in everything, and that kind of hurts yeah. him. Like I don't think yeah. he's done anything where he's tried to be, um, or tried to stretch himself after uh, since uh, Pain and Gain. I don't think. Like it feels. Oh yeah, I don't think so. Like the last time where it's like, oh, this is a very weird, interesting performance. Because in Pain and Gain, he's definitely a very strange, a very strange, troubled person. But he doesn't want to go to that well anymore. Surprisingly, I would, I would say the closest thing would maybe be like Fast Five, like yes, when he first got in, into those movies. Yeah, exactly. That's what Hobbs was in the beginning. He was a he was a foil for Dom, and mm. he was fun that way. He wanted to he wanted to get him, but then they became friends for a movie and a half, and then then The Rock didn't like each other anymore. But like for whatever so. reason, after Painting Game didn't do well, and I think there was one other rock movie that underperformed that like he tried to push himself a little and it didn't work. So he's like, okay, I'm just gonna play it safe. Yeah, wear khakis for every movie from here on out. Yeah, so. that's true. I didn't think about that, and <laughs> they pointed that out on the internet. I'm like, oh my god, that's that he has, hasn't he? It's seriously like every movie. It really is true. I I, I don't know. I it's a choice. I guess it's a likable thing. Maybe I it's don't know. Probably just it's because uh, it's more breathable and like he is a man who generates a lot of heat because he's just all muscle. He probably does. I I would imagine so. Uh, I'll go to another piece here. And this one I was I was kind of joking at first, but then I started thinking about it, and I was like, you know, actually. Kind of, yeah. Uh, the Lost City of Z from James okay. Gray. Uh, That's a good one. Yeah, I mean, it's a much more serious take on uh, scientists requesting funds so they can uh, forge an expedition in, into this secret area of, of a jungle and find some kind of you know, thing that's going to bring some great breakthrough uh, technological tree of life kind of thing. And, you know, it, again, it's, it's super serious. 
Um, really great performances, a, a fantastic movie, beautifully done movie. I mean, I, I really like a lot of James Gray's stuff, but, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this kind of just takes that setup and goes off the rails. And while, yeah, we can point to things like the mummy and Anaconda and the pirates movies. I, I think that, you know, like we said, it never quite goes as silly as it could be. Like it doesn't quite get like that Jack Sparrowness or anything like that. I think, you know, maybe there's a little bit of a groundedness here, but certainly not like a lost city of Z, but I'm just saying, uh, they, they definitely are, are trying to make a movie that you know feels like an actual story somewhere within all this craziness. Well, Velocity is Z because the Velocity Z does a lot of these scenes. The uh, the pitching in front of the like society for funding, and you get a yes. lot of the harumph people. Yeah. A lot of harumph people, yeah. which the Velocity Z has in spades. You know, they, oh, they're yeah. always booing Charlie Hanna when he's trying to like, no, I found this place. No, that's ridiculous. Boo! <laughs> and like Jack <laughs> Whitehall, poppycock. Yep, Jack Whitehall <laughs> via Emily Blunt gets that a lot. So I'm like, that makes total sense. Yep, I can see where they saw Lost City Z. He's like, oh, we need a couple of harumph people. And then, (laughs) of course, at the end, you know, it's, well, we don't need your society. Ha! And it's like, oh, well, I never. You have a lot of those. (laughs) They found a lot of great. I never. Yeah, they found a lot of really good offended Brits, which which is always fun. A lot of good old stuffy, (laughs) stuffy Brits. For them to just, uh, to just offend and just, oh, like, like, there was a couple people fanning themselves. You know, oh, the yeah. Slant, the, the, the pounding, the no, Like, it was just perfect. <laughs> like, yep, Velocity is E, I think, brought that back in a lot of ways. Definitely. All right. So, uh, what do you have for your next piece? Um, I already alluded to Mask of Zorro. It definitely is going to, again, just another Terry uh, Elliott Ross joint, Aladdin 2. Just a lot of that, a lot yeah. of that element. You know, especially a lot of just jumping from, jumping from place to place action. Um, looking, you know, she, they're all trying, she's trying to be worthy. He wants to redeem himself. Like, it seems very much in line with Zoro. Cause like he, that's sort of mm-hmm. what the plot of Mask of Zoro is. He's, he takes on the mantle only because he's trying to, he's trying to go accomplish another goal. And he, meanwhile, he's being a jungle cruise guy because he also is trying to, he also has another goal and that is pr- trying to protect, you know, the flower from everybody else. Sure. Yeah. But both of those movies just like kind of nonstop. Like that too, nonstop and, action. Like there's not a whole lot of dull yeah, moments. Yeah, no, th- those definitely, uh, those definitely fit. And I, I kind of liked uh, Guy Ritchie's Aladdin a little bit. Um, I, okay. I was one of the few who kind of dug it a little bit. And also uh, uh, going with Guy Ritchie's Aladdin, um, very C- the very CG landscape. Sure. Like that's the other thing that like pirates had those like tactile a lot more tactile sets. Like sure. some of the time, some of those was just glaring. Like when they're in London, it's very glaring that it's like, oh, it's very uh, green screen. Like, yeah, like it was a little like when they're looking out the window, it's very distracting. Well, I, I believe that's the future of entertainment we're looking at. I so. know. It's like, <laughs> damn it. Cause like, you know, she like they would be like on the um, they'd be outside like in their or in their car. Like, oh, I can kind of like this. This just looks wonky. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they already spent well, like uh, 200 on it, so they might as well have had like a you know a real sound stage but you know what do i know yeah what what, what do we know we just watch these things exactly but, uh, you know you know speaking of movies that do look amazing because things are practical and things are great uh indiana jones movies cannot yeah. be left out of this conversation nope. of course they're that's what i was kind of hinting at with the backbone for things like the mummy and anaconda 
I would say specifically a little bit of Temple of Doom and Raiders uh, would be the the main places to look. Although really just in general, mm-hmm. the Indiana Jones character and that style of storytelling. But you know, you got you got Nazis, you got uh, <laughs> you got the, the the big MacGuffins, you got the, these like historical based elements, but that are just played up and embellished uh, to make them more exciting and more fun and uh, just kind of drag them into the world of adventure rather than just being a stuffy uh, historical thing, which, you know, again, bringing back to Lost City of Z feels so real, even though it's a uh, work of fiction, whereas, you know, something like this is just pure pulp fun. Right. And I um, I think they even try to go a little, not much, obviously, because the story's very different, but African Queen, too. Obviously, that's one mm-hmm. of the big comparisons, you know? Sure. A uh, drunk loser on a uh, taking you know, taking a woman on a boat. That's basic premise. Yeah. Although that one was more like more religion based, but then you know, her her pursuit is more scientific, obviously. But that's a big crux of it. I'm like, okay, I, I see the look they're going for too. And and th- that's fun, you know. It, it's definitely fun to take uh to take a classic like that and just kind of I don't know bring it to a, a just a much broader uh mainstream just silly fun story mm-hmm. and even with um uh with the going back to the pirates element just like the, they do t- kind of do like the sneaky stuff with like try to jack sparrow the rock a little like when he steals from paul giamatti mm-hmm. like that whole bit just stealing the motor and it's like you know um what was it they frank you know just shaking i was just gonna the- say Taking his fist on the deck. I, like, I have okay. that written down. That's my favorite part of the whole movie is mm-hmm. Paul Giamatti outrunning a submarine and then screaming, Frank! Just super so sweaty. Funny. Very sweaty. <laughs> Mosquito bitten. Uh, <laughs> Wearing a suit that's great. It, even for the jungle is much too hot. Oh, yeah. He's, he's just great. He just, oh, he, he looks so uncomfortable. He, he, he looks, that character just looks like he just hates it. But, it's like, why uh, are you here? He looks like, like he's having fun, though. <laughs> he should be, like, in yeah. Engl- back in England or something. Like, what are you? <laughs> That's great. Well, I, I'll go to another piece then. And, and this one, I, again, like, we're we're kind of, like, continuing to fall into the same vein because this is all just in that adventure movie tradition. Uh, but I'm going to actually go to a video game series with the Uncharted series. Okay. I, I feel like it kind of takes that same Indiana Jones thing, maybe a little Tomb Raider, you know, all that stuff. The the same kind of elements. But I feel like this is a pretty good connection there, you know, mainly because in, in, a, in a weird way, I guess Nathan Drake would more be the Emily Blunt character and The Rock with his dad jokes would would then be Sully, uh, mm. the the father figure character, and uh, you know they 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 definitely have a really fun uh, rapport the two of them, and and he is just so corny with his jokes. Which between that and the khakis, I guess it just speaks to what he's trying to put out there into the world. It, you know, the rock brand, which is very much what he is now, is just a brand rather than a human being that's out there acting in movies. Well, he doesn't uh, sleep, but I. He does not. No, definitely not. Just work out social media and making movies, making like, big, gigantic action movies. I swear he must shoot like three three scenes from from three different movies a day. Plus, a, plus do stuff for the Young Rock. Plus do stuff for the, the for his tequila company. And like I, because I'm like I see all those projects he has. Like, how do you have the time? Like, you must be a vampire. Yeah, either vampire. I guess he saves time by not changing his outfit. So that's true. That, that helps a little. All bit. they do is yeah. kind of swap the shirt. 
They just had yeah. him flex, rip the other shirt, and just put on another shirt. <laughs> I, I'd also say with Uncharted, I remember, I don't remember which one. I want to say it was the fourth one, but uh, you get like the character introduction via stealing an artifact from an art collector, mm-hmm. which probably happened in maybe The Mummy, I want to say as well. But, you know, I just remembered it as being something from the Uncharted games, uh, where that's exactly how we're, we're meeting uh, Emily Blunt's character is uh, through her big you know, set piece of stealing this artifact from an art collector. Yeah, exactly. That's a good one. That's a good poll. I mean, I never played the Uncharted. I just know that's a movie that like will never actually come out. It's one of those. Right. And that's true. Like <laughs> probably threat- for the they best. They threaten it every once in a while. And it's one of those like until it's actually in theaters playing in front of you, even <laughs> even then you're still waiting for it to go, well, scene missing or, oh, we only fin- we only shot the first act. Oh, yeah. I, I, I will be shocked when that happens one day. Tom Holland will actually be old enough to play Sully by the time that comes out. But uh, that's that's a terrible joke on my part. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we move on to your next puzzle piece? Um, it's a small puzzle piece just because there's the, the jungle adventure element, but um, Treasures of mm-hmm. Sierra Madre a little bit, like a hint, like a splash. Mm-hmm. Like clearly, clearly when they were doing like the rounds for it, they had to have brought that up. Like when directors like, no, I'm doing like I'm doing Kong as as Apocalypse now. Like like no, we're right. doing Treasures of Sierra Madre or African Queen, but with you know Disney, with Disney ma- yeah. with a hint of Disney magic. It's definitely just traversing through the jungle. Running, running, running past various various people, all and all for a quest. Like all the, the a lot of the adventure tropes are all there. Like mm-hmm. they're really mining from all of that. Yeah, absolutely. It 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 digs back to to again to that that tradition of of just those big adventures. And yeah, I mean, this is just the. I, it it just seems so ridiculous to say, but the based on a Disney ride version mm-hmm. of that. It's not that weird though, because like pirate. I mean, it would it was weird, but when pirates came out, like okay, you can do this. Like it's possible. Yeah. And they've tried to do haunted mansion. They're trying again because they got the one. It's what uh, like Keith Stanfield and uh, Tiffany Haddish, as far as I know, that's the newest one. Right. Right. They've been trying to make haunted mansion happen for a while. They're probably going to try to do Space Mountain and Matterhorn and. I would imagine that's next. Yeah. Like I, it's I, gonna happen, I guess. I mean, you know, Matterhorn would make a pretty sweet movie. Like, there's a lot to mine there. You're, it's a monster movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm always down for monster movies. That's for exactly. sure. Exactly. You have a big, you have a big yeti with like red eyes, and you can have them like, well, we need to climb for the, for the abyss. There's an easy MacGuffin you could have there, or there even just, a, I want my simple fortune and glory. You stumble upon a yeti. Easy. It definitely works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I have two left, but they're both very small ones, so I'm going to kind of just combine them, and uh, they're each based off of specific characters. Mm -hmm. The Rock's character uh, being the worst cruise in in the jungle reminded me a little bit of Captain Whack, Martin Lawrence from The Beach Bum, which just such, such a fun character, just this lame tour guide who is just filled with jokes and is just a total sham. So I, I just thought of him and I love that character so much. And then speaking of Paul Giamatti, I thought of how really he is the only thing that makes the amazing Spider-Man two worthwhile with his yeah. Rhino character. That is one of the worst movies I've seen in probably the last decade, but he is so much fun in that mm-hmm. movie. He's just ridiculous. He's the one person in the movie who knows that the movie is really bad at a time uh here he's in a, a fun movie and he's still having a great time nice that's a good one do you have any pieces left? i got one more um it's, a, a, it's light right. tangled 
because the rocks character is a little flynn ridery in that you know he's very brash very a lot of uh, a lot of braggadocio wants just wants money or says he just wants money but really just lonely like Mm -hmm. i mean it's a basic archetype but he's very lonely when you find out it's because he's been alive for like 400 years and he can't leave and he can't leave the jungle or is flynn just well he's just an orphan but um Mm -hmm. same kind of thing this like oh like especially the way like they try to they antagonize each other and he's like very much like i don't want to be around like keep trying to keep trying to get her to quit at every moment and she just doesn't he's sure like, well okay and then they end up falling in love which i thought was a very strange choice yeah chemistry completely unnecessary okay yeah their chemistry didn't um speak to that like they, i'm like i could buy them as friends for sure mm-hmm. but i don't like oh i hope they end up together like i don't care <laughs> Just yeah. you know, let let her show like let her show him like London, but let, like oh well, now we're now we're married and we're living with our brother, <laughs> which is pretty much where it oh would end up, wait, wait but... I had one one other small one because there's a bit that um they do in the movie I'm like oh spaceballs when they're bringing down Jack Whitehall's luggage oh I thought of that too yeah I'm like oh it's <laughs> yeah. her Royal Highness's matched luggage I totally it's the, thought of that well, what in it's the in here oh it's, and I forgot to write it down <laughs> it's my dinnerware and I can't survive without it yeah like, oh it's the same thing as the hairdryer oh perfect amazing that rules that's a great piece to go out on here i I love it uh i'm gonna go ahead and do the finished puzzle then we'll get into any closing thoughts we have uh we talked about the mummy anaconda pirates of the caribbean the lost city of z the mask of zorro aladdin indiana jones african queen uncharted treasure of the sierra madre the beach bum amazing spider-man 2 tangled and space balls uh you know of course adventure movies the main thing i mean i feel like this is a thing that happens whenever uh, whenever I do an episode of piecing it together on an adventure movie, it seems to kind of almost cannibalize itself within the genre. Like mm. you get every, so you're always going to get Indiana Jones. You're always going to get the mummy in there. You know, you're going to get some of these movies, but it, it's part of what makes the genre fun and, and maybe part of why we don't get these movies that often. Right. No, I know. Well, then there just, there isn't like a lot of demand for it. Cause like when Indiana Jones is big, a lot of people grow up on adventure movies. That's why Spielberg mm-hmm. and Lucas made it too. Like, well, we had adventure serials, but then if people go, oh, I remember adventure movie like swashbuckling heroes from the '40s, but you don't really have that anymore. Like, right? Because whatever, I think most executives kind of froze in amber in the '80s, and just kind of <laughs> forgot like what made the '80s work. <laughs> sure. Like, yeah, you know, there isn't the whole push to have like newer source material. Right. Right. Well, I mean, and plus, you know comics that's all it is comic books right but, but even then they're drawing know. from stuff too yeah like a lot of them exactly. are genre exercises like captain america first avenger is the genre exercise it's the 40s war movie yeah you, you know a quick question i've seen a lot of people complaining about the cgi in this movie generally i'm not someone who complains if if i enjoy the rest of the movie cgi isn't gonna hurt it for mm-hmm. me did, did you think the cgi was bad i mean we kind of touched uh, on it briefly while um, talking about the bad guys Sometimes, but, like when the, like, you know the like the snake bad guy, I'm like, okay, well, it's, you know, like I didn't mind like the sub. I'm like, well, obviously it's gonna be a big CGI sub. Like it, it didn't, it doesn't look as bad as like League of, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, or like right. that, like that stuff is very chintzy. But like yeah. I'm like, oh, like it. Sometimes it was a little like the snakes did like look just look super computery after a while. But that's okay. I'm like that's kind of 
I get it. Like, what are you going to do? But yeah. sometimes just like the background, like I wish they had like uh, film more in real, a little bit more in real locations, at least. Sure. Like um, the the dock where like the bo- all the boats are, I know it was real because I've seen that re- the same regal um, thing like 500 times with them, like zip with her zip lining down and all that. Right, right. But I wish they had like film. I don't know. Like this would have like I know. I, I don't know when they filmed it. Well, no. They'd filmed it before COVID, I think. Yeah, because this was supposed to come out last year. Right? Yeah, last July. So I would have like liked to see them try maybe filming a little more in like Hawaii or something. Like just sure. so I feel a little it feels a little bit more lived in rather than like, oh, you're on like a soundstage and it's like Jungle Book. Right, right. Which I'm proud exactly. of myself. I thought I was gonna call this movie Jungle Book like five times because I kept doing that like all weekend. Like, oh yeah, I saw Jungle Book. No, Jungle Cruise, Cruise, Cruise. I, I've literally called this Jungle Book uh, a dozen times. I tweeted uh my little review of it um as Jungle Book and then deleted it, I think maybe before anyone saw it, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it happens. What are you gonna do? Do you have any other uh, closing thoughts on this before we uh, um, wrap it up? I just am really loving the Jesse Plemons just playing the heavy in movies stage of things. Um, yes. Especially when he can, because <clears throat> his character was, wasn't, uh, reminded me a lot of his character in like Game Night, where he just, like, just his energy is hilarious. Yes. Like he, un- he understand he understands what's funny about himself and just knows how yeah. to, just knows how to, just the way he stands, the way he shifts his weight. And mm-hmm. even like in his uniform, I'm like, oh, he's, you know, he's a much bigger presence because like, I've had a season passes on Jared, Jesse Plummins and his Friday Night Lights. And it's been very strange to see how he ages, how he's aged. Yeah. Because he's definitely gotten, you know, he's become a bigger person. And especially in mm-hmm. Jungle Book, you notice that because the uniform is very tight. But he understands what's very weird about himself and he knows how to use his body just to, just to get a laugh. Like even just like, cocking his eyebrow strange is funny. Right. Yeah, it was just him talking to the bee is funny. Yeah, <laughs> and he that know, was great. He, him and Giamatti like know what movie they're in. Like, yes. they're hundred percent locked in. Like, okay, like I understand the level I need to bring in it, and they totally bring it. Yeah, and I and I feel like to a degree, uh, you could say that about the heroes of the movie as well. Yeah, I, I think The Rock gets it. I think Emily Blunt gets it. Maybe less so than The Rock, but I, I think she's still having a blast with oh, it. Oh no, she uh, no, she's dialed in too. Like she she's not supposed to be funny. Like that's mm-hmm. like she like doesn't like his dad jokes. I'm like, oh, she's gonna pop one off eventually. Like it's gonna happen. Sure. It, like, okay. Yeah. That, that, so that she he rubs off on her. Um. So she played her part perfectly. I wish they had gotten more. And it's not his fault because they just didn't give him anything to do. But um, the actor who played the main um the snake guy, I forget his name, but I'm like, I kind of wish right. they they gotten a little more out of those guys. But I get it. And the mm. person who they had, the lady they had played Trader Sam, was good too. I like that sequence. Like that was a cute spin on the ride. Because sure. you know a lot of stuff they have to kind of skirt with that ride is because the ride itself has been redone too. Because <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. a lot of yes yesterday stuff. <laughs> yes. So they did a really good spin on Trader well, Sam. But... Like that's a very smart smart move. Like she's mm-hmm. also kind of a swindler herself, and like they're they're in on it. I feel like the last thing we should uh, talk about briefly before we wrap it up actually is uh, why is Metallica as nothing else matters in this movie. That's a, like, I was wondering about that. Like, I was like, did I imagine? I, oh no, I, I keep thinking, oh, maybe I meant it was like a Mandela effect, like where it had, I did, I thought it happened. Like, wait, that is weird. It's I don't a big know. orchestral version of Nothing Else Matters that opens the movie and then comes back again later. That's, I know. I'm like, that's a cool choice, but like, it, it's kind of, it's the, it's a more successful version because they don't overdo it like they do in like, say, Pan. Or like they have two, sure. they have a Ramon song and they do smells like Teen Spirit and then like they totally drop that element. <laughs> it's like that that was weird. Like I don't yeah, know. I would have either liked them to uh, 
do something like maybe something else too or i don't know like it seems like it didn't know exactly how weird it wanted weird and fun it wanted to be it just wanted to be a good ride which is what it succeeded yeah. at but yeah that was very Definitely. strange like I, i'm like huh is that metallica <laughs> <laughs> very strange but uh yeah i mean i it I got a kick out of it though, so I mean, hey, it's fun. It's mm -hmm. fun as it is. But uh, yeah, I think that does it for Jungle Cruise. Uh, Chauncey, is there another movie you watched recently you'd like to recommend to our listeners? Uh, let's see. Uh, I saw Werewolves Within. I, I VOD'd that one. That's sure. a very fun movie. Like I was like, oh, yeah. I was very surprised. Like I, um, I saw people online talking about it, and I got burned by that before. Like I wasn't a huge um, uh, milkshake. Uh, Damn it! What's it called? Machine gun milkshake? Uh, gunpowder milkshake. Gunpowder. There we go. I keep getting. I see. That's another. There's a whole genre of those, like guns akimbo too. I keep getting those mixed up. But I didn't like that one, so I'm like, maybe the internet will lie to me. But nope. Werewolves Within. Delightful movie. Every everybody loves that movie. I I did. I honestly didn't love it. Um, everybody else does though. I'm like the only one. <laughs> no, I get it. Like I I, I get it because like it. I, I just it was unexpected. I, I didn't know what it was when I rented. it. I'm like, all right. I'll, so I was just pleasantly surprised, like, oh, I see what you're doing. This is very a very clever werewolf movie, and I liked yeah. everybody in it. It was a lot of, oh, hey, that guy. Like, oh, you have Guillermo for what we do right. in the shadows. Oh, the AT&T lady. Oh, Sam yeah. Richardson. I like Sam Richardson. Oh, Michaela Watkins. AT&T lady Yay. was good in it. I know. Like, and, you know, especially when you get to the end, like, oh, that's cool. Like, she was the bad guy. <laughs> this is, that's very neat. Yeah. <laughs> I liked nobody a lot too. Very, that was cool. Oh yeah, nobody rules. Like I Absolutely. finally, it's one of those like I kept wanting to. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna wait for the perfect time, and then uh, two weeks ago, I just uh, knocked it out. I'm like, wow, this movie rules. Like hell yeah, you know, uh, that's great. I, where was this Odenkirk my whole life? Yes, seriously, we got him now, and and thankfully he's okay after Thank, the little yeah, scare we all had last week. <laughs> I know that was very. I was unpleasant. I'm like, no, I don't, I'm not ready for this yet. No, they, he, a he needs to finish Saul, and B like he has so much more career left. We've all been through enough lately. We that too. We don't need that. <laughs> well, uh, Chauncey, this was great. Uh, why don't you tell people uh, again where they can find you and your podcast? Um, you can find LA Podfidential anywhere you can download your podcast. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. You can also read my uh, read my LA Rams pieces on lafbnetwork.com. And I'm on Twitter at uh, BigChaunt64. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for uh, doing the show. I'm glad we finally were able to get you on. I know. And you need to come on mine. We got to preview fall movies. I, I'm looking forward to it. Let's do it. Welcome to the podcast that wouldn't die. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, as always, is Aaron. What up? What up? Each week, we'll explore the classics of the horror and sci-fi genre with a little comedic twist. We will ask those important questions like, why don't they get out of a haunted house the first time they see the ghost or the demon? Why do people feel like, hey, there's been a spooky disappearance, but I'm going to investigate myself, even though I have no investigative background? Or, why didn't I realize I was dead the whole time? These important questions and many others we will get to the bottom of. So check us out each week at the podcast that wouldn't die. Be there or be square. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about Jungle Cruise. Thanks to Chauncey for joining me on that one. Make sure to check out LA Podfidential. And uh, look forward to Chauncey joining me again. We actually already recorded our next episode. It is on old 
And you can check it out now on the Patreon, the Produced by David Rosen Patreon that combines bonus and advanced content from Piecing It Together, Awesome Movie Year, and My Music Career. Lots of great stuff over there on the Patreon. Of course, old the episode will eventually hit the main feed. I'm going to release it when the movie hits VOD. Uh, But you can check it out now if you'd like. And we do appreciate the support. But... There are plenty of other ways to support the show. Share the show. That's like the best. Just share this podcast with your friends. Share it on social media. Share it wherever you share stuff. Of course, you could also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser and over on Good Pods. You can subscribe wherever it is you're listening. I mean, if you're listening right now and you're not actually subscribed, do that. That helps. Follow us on social media at PiecingPod and join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. And uh, yeah, that that's the stuff you could do if you like what we're doing here. Uh, and of course, you know, just get in touch. I love to hear from people uh, about what they think of the show. If we missed any big puzzle pieces, what we could be doing better, what you love about it, you know, all of it. I I just love to hear from people. And of course, if you'd like to join me for an episode one of these days, get in touch about that too. Or have me on your podcast, get in touch about that too. Anyway, uh, let's wrap this thing up with a piece of music like I always do. And I was trying to think of something adventurous for this uh, adventure movie. And uh, I don't know if I've ever played this before, maybe at some point, but, uh, you know, in between albums, I used to release these free bonus albums on my Bandcamp profile, which are still there at davidrosen.bandcamp.com. All my main albums are there for sale, but also there are three free albums of bonus tracks, remixes, and stuff that just didn't make the main albums. This is a track from one of those free bonus albums. The album is called Another Sky. The track is called The Garden. And uh, it's a cool track. It's a cool album. It is free on my Bandcamp, so you should just go download it. And maybe check out the other albums while you're at it. But uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy this track. It's called The Garden. And holy crap, I can't believe I did not realize this until just now. But my latest album, David Rosen also has a song called The Garden. I, I don't know how I made that mistake. I'm, I just blew my mind here a little bit, guys. This is, uh, this is something you guys don't need to know about. This is kind of a rambling end-of-episode thing, but uh, wow, I can't believe I named two of my songs The Garden. That's insane. Um, I mean, the title fits both of them, so whatever. It, it is what it is. I, do any, like, you know... Big name artists have two songs with the same title? I wonder, huh? Well, uh, I'm going to go get real mad at myself for doing that. But anyway, I hope you enjoy The Garden, and we'll be back with more Piecing It Together coming up real soon.
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.